there must be a better way. There must be a better way to describe things, to arrange words, and a new way to use words to take you to a place beyond words. There must be. Hey, hey, hey. Episode 191. Almost to 200. I think I might hit 200 this year. I might have to do something special for 200. Um, I'm Forrest Hall. I'm here with... And this is Real Church Matters, where we talk Real Church Matters because Real, Real Church, Church matters. matters. What's going on, bro? Man, nothing. I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to have you here. Um, Yeah. I, I'm still getting people that's talking to me about the last one we did. Even though I can't remember what we talked about. Uh, what did we say? <laughs> and it was just a month ago. Yeah, that's the crazy it part. Was, it was, uh, well, we talked about a lot in that one. Uh, I'm trying to think what would be controversy, though. <laughs> no, no, no. They, they were just saying it was good. Yeah. They were saying it was good. I probably I mean, get, I talk, I, we talked about like healing and stuff. We talked about all kinds of stuff. Power. That's what we yeah, talked about. Power. Power. That's why I couldn't remember because it was like just all over the place. Now it probably be controversy with the one I did with charity. Yeah. <laughs> so we talked about soul ties. Oh no, nah, that's real. <laughs> At the end, and I think I brought up about the Haitians getting whipped by the people with horses. Oh and stuff. my gosh! But that that's uh, neither here nor there. Housekeeping. RealChurchMatters.com You can uh, go on there to listen to it If It's easier to just share that with people Also you can tell people They can just go um, Talk to Siri or Alexa And say play the latest episode of Real Church Matters Podcast And I think I did it on here before So to show that it works But yeah you can do that It It doesn't take you to a specific episode So you can't tell them go to episode 90 Or anything like that but they will play the latest episode, and um, I appreciate everybody listening. I appreciate everybody listening. I appreciate everyone who has been on here, from Antoinette all the way to the latest round of people, which is basically my <laughs> brother Philip and Charity, and nieces and nephews, and mom and dad, and yeah, I still have some people I want to get on here. Uh, I found somebody who uh, says they don't believe in God. And so I wanted to eventually have him on here. But other than that, we're going to keep going because you know what, guys? Obedience over audience. But since we have an audience, let's get to it. It's crazy. You can hear the crickets in the background, but it, it adds to it. The, the aesthetic of it. So um, I did a podcast with Charity about regret, and I knew that um, I knew that I wanted to talk to you about it too. And so what I did with Charity is I wanted to talk to her about just the general nature of how we handle or deal with regret. Right. But then I wanted to take it to the heavier side mm -hmm. <laughs> with you mm -hmm. and talk about. Um, just your dealings with regret. I mean, regret is a big word because it fits a yeah. whole lot of stuff in there. So in this podcast, we'll talk more about guilt. Yeah, the feelings, the feelings you feel uh, 
about things in the past. Like, yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's actually something that's been heavy on my heart and mind here lately. Is understanding uh, God's will versus what I deem as what was right for me and what's wrong for me even moving forward. Right. Or even not just what God deemed is right for us or wrong for us, but what God allowed for us. Yeah. Um, what really went wrong. Right. What price we are paying. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we don't even know. Like we think we know the price we're paying. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but most most price. The, so. I would say the price that's always paid is our flesh. Constantly. Uh, it's not like a particular punishment or anything like that. It's always just like. This thing happened and it's going to cost you your flesh, whether it be pride, whether it be like comfort, comfort, all of that. Like it's things that shouldn't be there anyway. Right. So real church. (laughs) Very early on. And I think people mix that together because they're in love with the flesh. Oh, yeah. So you get what I'm saying? So they'll look at like when we looked at Jesus on the cross and we're like. Oh my goodness! They hung them more high. They stretched them wide. Less about that he could care less. Yeah. That's why he could look at it and be like, "Hmm, this is what must happen." Right. And know to not pay attention to the signals that's happening in his body to say, "Let's not have this happen." Yeah, and they spelled it out for us just so we can see the the the. I don't want to say wavering. I'll say. Uh, just just the thought process behind uh, how everything was going with Jesus. I think it's a beautiful thing to even see that. And it's empowering to the believers to know that, like, we're not alone in these feelings. Yeah. And I, uh, I, we all should try this as like a little social experiment. But if you ask somebody what's the worst thing that happened based on the decision or choice or action that they did, listen to what they say. And after you hear what they say, read them the scripture where David says, in thee and thee only have I sinned. Yes. Because. Yep. So we have an issue. You feel like what you did, like you, like I, me, I only use me for example. Hey man, it don't matter. <laughs> I know I want you to do the same thing, yeah. but I will wax poetic about, um, there's a specific set of people that I have done wrong. Yeah. Their faces, everything plays in my head. If you ask me what I did wrong, I'll name them. I'll tell you how I, I hurt them, and I'll tell you how much it hurts me that I hurt them. Yeah. God don't come up. Yeah. Not at all. Not even a little bit. <laughs> so you, you do yours. <laughs> I, I'm. I mean, so I'm gonna just keep it all the way. Like I would say. When it came to my marriage, I, like a lot of the way I thought about it, even all the wrong that was done with the, like both parties, yeah, yeah, the way I viewed it in comparison to the way I view it now is totally different because some of the dastardly things that are done, we like, yo, this person owed me an apology, and you know, we, I, I felt righteous in that, like, yo, no, like, how dare you do this to the name of Philip? Aaron Hall. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is, like, I it didn't daunt, like, it, I didn't care less about God and how it affected him 
uh, even the things that I did in response to that, I felt entitled to even respond in a in, in those ways. In those ways, any reasonable man would. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the type that, of tone that it had. That's the tone, and like, and then if you don't watch it, you start to like measure like your righteousness with everybody else around you, which is crazy because. You shouldn't measure your perfection by others' perfection. Yeah, everybody's imperfect. Like, if you're going to cheat off anybody's sheet, let it be the master key. Exactly. So here recently, <laughs> so here recently, uh, that's that's really been heavy. Like, it's really been heavy on my heart on why I theme certain things as disgusting. To, to like, even if they are disgusting to God, why are they disgusting to me? Right. Because. Or why I'm, aren't they? And, and or why aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my my thing is like it's it's a difference between like recognizing they're offensive to him and saying, "Man, that's offensive to God," and or feeling entitlement of disgust as a human, saying like, "Ah, this is like it's a it's a total difference because it's impossible to walk in love like that. Yeah. And, and for me, I'm, I'm sure we're both sharing two perspectives that hopefully are helpful to people. <laughs> but one of the things that used to baffle me is why, why I thought I knew what the nastiest part of me was. Right. So I had this perspective of myself after having guilt and shame, even the things that I was shameful of, it was hard to repent to God because I wasn't repenting for the things that he found shameful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm sitting there and repenting for what I've done committed with my body. Yeah. And he's sitting there trying to figure out when am I going to repent for what I committed in my heart? Right. Do you get what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like the, one of the key factors, cause we hitting the ground running 10 minutes in, but one of the key factors is, you need to free yourself of shame because you shameful for the wrong thing. That's that's the part. That's that's the part. Like it dawned it dawned on me like all all the things that I thought was the worst part of my marriage really wasn't. <laughs> it really wasn't the worst part. Yeah. I, I and I and I, I think I told Ashley this. I said, "Yo, some of the greatest moments and the happiest times were the worst times." In his head, yeah, yeah. in his eyes, like his eyes. like he he didn't exist, like he didn't exist. He when, was not acknowledged, yeah, at all. Like we yeah. just like you know, you know those there those was, those blissful, you know, when we was kids and we wasn't going to church and stuff and going to big shows and yeah. like feeling like yo, this is the greatest ever, yeah, yeah, and couldn't be further away from God, yeah, yeah. And and those are the things and it felt that like our about. family was the closest. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like we wake up late. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We all come in the room with breakfast and we watching the football all day. Zero and, purpose. Do you know what I'm saying? Zero purpose. Zero acknowledgement of God. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. during that time. And it wasn't the fact that we weren't going to church. It's just that that was representative of uh, what was already, already in our heart. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? For sure. Especially as kids, we the only connection we have to, to God is like our parents church. and yeah. church. So It's it, like it's the beacon. Yeah, it's like playing it. So we don't gotta do this no more. Yeah, like people, first time you playing it, there everybody like we're safe. Yeah, <laughs> you like oh, it's safe is over there. Okay, bet now we can play. Yeah. Everybody wants to know what's off limits. I I remember sharing this story when I would be at the church uh, uh, at off hours, just working a lot, and I heard some kids cussing and stuff. And one of the kids said, "Hey, hey, this a church, no cussing." 
wait till we get down the street. <laughs> and they stopped cussing. They started laughing, talking. They waited till they got off the premises of the church, and then let they they let it rip. Because <laughs> when we actually need these beacons or these symbols of righteousness, they kind of fool us into thinking we're righteous. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So much so we become God. Like, and, and I felt myself becoming that. A lot of the, the things I went through in the past year. Like even being sick with COVID, I was faced with all of that. Yeah, I, like and it's, it's part of it is our our miseducation. Yeah, we were miseducated. Yeah, the other part is our ignorance. Yeah, and when I say ignorance, it's not the same as miseducation. I'm talking about ignorance in the sense of like the people of Israel who complained about manna falling from the sky because they was like manna again. Do you know what I'm saying? That's an ignorance. Yeah. That's a blind spot. That's a narrowed focus. When we say people are ignorant, we're not talking about their they lack education. We're talking about they lack the the understanding of how valuable that education is. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times they would do that with bad neighborhoods. It's like we need we need better education. We need better schools, better textbooks. The reason those textbooks look like that is because of ignorant people. Yeah, those textbooks were new at one point. Yeah. But now when you turn to page 72, there's a penis on Pharaoh's face and yeah. it tells you turn to page 62. That's and then <laughs> the Cleopatra has a penis on her face to tell you turn to page 95. It's a regular old goosebumps. Yeah, it's just a whole nastiness. little bit of nastiness. There's bubble gum in there. It, that's, that book was in the hands of an ignorant person, a person who did not value that book. Yeah. The church matters, but the church doesn't matter in the hands of people who don't value God. Yeah, doesn't if it if it doesn't have the things of God in it, and one of the most important things is love, and it's 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 the one of the greatest things we reason out of everything. It's never up on the table no. when it comes to the things that I was guilty of or shameful of. It never was on the table, and that's what David was saying in Psalms fifty one. I recommend that you guys read it, especially as you're going through shame. Um, it's important. It's important because the way that he's responding, he's like, in thee and thee only have I sinned. He's realizing that in the midst of the people he's murdered, yeah. in the midst of the people that he's committed sins with and put in horrible positions, in the midst of the, the bastard child that he's created, yeah. in the midst of all of this, he realizes the only person that ever mattered and the only way this situation could have never happened is if that person mattered yeah. above all else. Yeah. And he realizes that person needs to matter now. Right. I, I realize, bro, shame can't be given. Even though we feel like we, we can be the givers of shame. Like, I got to tell this person about this just so they can feel the shame. Bro, they already feeling shame. Like, we are, we as as believers, we're supposed to be the the the... Advocates for love. Love isn't acceptance. And I, for the longest time, I thought like love would make me be looked at as accepting these these people who are doing shameful actions or whatever the case is. But it's it's definitely not. It's like, not. But what he, what love is is God. Yeah. And so love always drives us to understand our value through Him. Right. So the, the one of the things that I dealt with in my shame was I realized only one person really loved me through it. Yeah. 
and that was my mom. Yeah. And the only reason I say her, even though everybody else was like, bro, I loved you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, no, no. You couldn't exemplify, like, to, to be able to exemplify it. It's different you, you than. You got to have knowledge of what love yes. is. Yes. Because you can give, like, sympathy. You can give different things like And be that. like, man, I feel bad that you down bad like this. I'm pretty sure you, when you, you were young. When yeah. I, I, I was just like, dang, man, this is crazy. Like, And I love my brother. And I'm sad for him. And I'm sad what he's going through. But you can't exemplify love. Yeah. Because I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is at the time. It's too heavy. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like the sword and the stone. You trying to will love at, I was 15, so you were six years younger. You trying to will that at nine years old? You can't get that to me. And I, that's the sad part of these parents who put that on their children. To give them that love. Do you know what I'm saying? That's another thing we have to touch on another time, but nobody's job on this earth is to give you something they can't understand themselves. And it's, and it's, and you gotta be in tune with God. Yeah. To, to move in that way. I, I, one of the passages I've been looking at is like what Pete, when Peter cut off a man ear. Oh, you got, you got. Oh, uh, when Peter cut off my man ear, uh, the way Jesus handled it, it almost looked like he was helping him get away with something he did. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. As I opposed, as opposed to him showing love and consideration for both parties, bro. Like it, it. I've been. I don't. I mean, I, I don't know why I've been reading it, but that's what I was. I was looking at because like, that's love. Yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm going to restore because restoration looks different yeah. to each person. So I'm going to restore his ear. I'm going to send him on his way. Or they, I'm gonna let them take me. Yeah, but with you, me restoring his ear is gonna help you be restored. Yeah, in the place that matters the most, which is I'm trying to restore to you an understanding of what love is, so you can understand what I'm doing here, so you can be okay with it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, that's what love is. It, when you, I remember sitting with you. And it, well, let me finish the the story with my mom. So my mom showed me God's love because even though I knew in her eyes I could see her disappointment, yeah, in her eyes I could see her a fear as well. She doesn't know what is becoming of her child. It's a scary thing to see your child is turning and to not know what this means. Yeah. To see all of that and for her to say, I'm not going to acknowledge any of that. I'm just going to continue to pour the word into him. Do you know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of people who. And and it can be looked at as, yo, she just enabling him. Yeah. She's just, man, she's in agreement of what he's doing. She's covering up. She's. But no, that's what love is, bro. Like, that's what Jesus technically did for us. That's what he did for Peter. Every time that he misstepped. Here you go. I'm going to break it down to you. <laughs> and he could have got locked up. He could have got locked up every, every time. time. Every time. Whether I was sitting in that back of that police car, whether whatever I did. All those times. I had a mother that looked at me and said, you know what? This ain't the time to beat it out of you. This ain't the time to fuss it out of you. It's the time to, to give you, love it out of you, exemplify, give you 
love. Yeah. Love is the articulation. It's the arms, the legs, the eyes, the mouth of God. When we are not actually the avatars of God, we're not the purveyors of love to people. At all. Even when we, bro, if you would have asked me a year ago, two years ago, I would have probably said, I, I, well, I'm pretty sure I did say I felt like I was doing everything right. What more do y'all want from me? Like yeah, yeah. All, all of that because. We would have a lot of those conversations. Yeah, because I don't understand. I'm doing the best that I can. Yeah. And it don't involve love. Yeah. At all. It like, was all will. Yeah. And it was will. It was, it was with the same aggression that Peter had when he locked the ear off. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's why it's always scary when you hear men be like, oh, I'll die for my kids. Anybody touch my daughter, I'll murder her. I'll go to jail right now. It's like, yeah, all of that is awesome. Yeah. But you will come into more situations where you need to love your child a different way. <laughs> and even in the... In, 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 the way Peter probably felt that Jesus restored this man, that he like, like he probably felt betrayed by Jesus. Like, how dare you? Like, I'm looking out. Like, how dare you help, help him? Yeah, help. yeah, yeah. But that's the thing about love, bro. Like, it's it, it makes no sense. It makes no sense at all, and it's not loyal to. It's loyal to God. Bro. It's, it's not loyal to any part of our emotional makeup. Yeah. It's not loyal to it is loyal to our souls. Yeah. But it's not loyal to our flesh. Yeah. It's not loyal to what represents and is rooted and grounded only in this world. Absolutely. Do you understand? Yeah. It's like uh I was watching this guy, um, he was uh I'm just it pops up on the timeline, so I end up watching it. But anybody that's doing like just random home improvement things, but they doing it fast. Yeah. <laughs> so the dude has a hole in the wall. Yeah. He puts the little screen up, the spackle up. Yeah. He pulls a little gun out. He drills a hole in there, nice clean. Everything's flush, clean. Yeah. He wires the light up. Bah, 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 bah. This is all done. It's like so fast. It's so expert. Yeah. I'm watching a master at work. Right. Because he knows the tools he has and he's adept at how to use them. Yeah. We got people who know what love is, just right. like we got people who don't know what love is. Yeah. But then we got people who not just know what love is, but they are experts at how to wield it. Yeah. And unfortunately, most of church people deal in that center where we know the tool. But never use it. Never use it. And then even when we do, we're clumsy with it. So we never use it well. It's going to cost us ourselves. Yeah. That's what, that's what I loved about the song you made. Like, it, it's going to cost me, me, bro. And Which is about intimate? No, no, no. The, 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 the one you just yanked off. The, <laughs> the, the, uh, the, the one, the last one you put out, I... On, on IG, last one oh, for oh. twenty four hours. Oh, okay. I'm not, uh, all I need. Uh, why yeah. am I the last to know? There it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And all it, it, it it's going to cost us ourselves. Oh yeah, I did say that in the yeah. song. All it cost me was me. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and you know that is the price 
for 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 love. Yeah, I, and the funny thing is, it's, it's ironic because I'm saying I said it the first part of it. I said it was free. Yeah, all it cost me was me. Because we got to play with that for a second. You know what I'm saying? If you have what, if you have something, like I I own, I want something from you, but it cost it 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 all I want is you. This is the I. You are the false <laughs> idol. You created. <laughs> you are. You are. You. You. I spent a lot of years creating this. This person. Yeah, yeah. Like I spent a lot of years like perfecting my character, perfecting the things I like, I dislike, all of that stuff. And I'm not telling you like I used to hate in video games where I come from a far part of the world, only to go to somebody to tell me I need something from the part I just left. Yeah. I used to cut the game off at that point. So yeah, I don't got time for that. Shit on RPG. Yeah. <laughs> and, and but that's literally what happens when we feel like we put all this time into us and then God is like Hey, I got something better for you. I just need you to give me what you just worked hard on. All of that. All of that. All, all of the, the crazy stuff. He's not even talking about how bad it is. I think the church talks about how bad it is more than he does. He's like, give me that. Come unto me, all ye that labor heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly at heart, and I will give you rest for your soul. Not rest for your soul, like here's some rest for your soul, but I'll give you rest in exchange for your, soul. for your soul. Actually, both. It's like a double entendre. Only he can make these. these, <laughs> these like, only he can really, like, craft these scenarios. Yeah, yeah. And when I look at my life, I'm like, I used to wonder as a kid, how do some certain people, certain adults get to that place? Or I used to look at my mom and I used to say, hey, like, wow, it's like a place that I will never get to. And... It challenges God in a way that He has to show Himself, yeah, strong enough to where I'm like the the goofiest, loserest human on on this earth. Like I'm just I'm just saying how carnal we think of ourselves when we have to yield ourselves to the will of God, to to loving past our emotion, right, and and past our logic and all of those things. Like it makes and, us. And, Bro, and this is the sad part. I find myself now as a minister trying to explain to people that they haven't reached the apex of their walk with God just because they've been able to not answer the call of their emotion. Right. It's like, that's just the first part. You just tied your hands. Congratulations. Yeah. Now, with your hands tied, let's see the prestige. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Let's see the trick. Yeah. The trick is... How can I hug someone without using my arms? Yeah. How can I speak to someone without using my words? Right. That's what love does. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? There's, there's times where my mother is sound asleep in her room and down the hall was a young man that was still wrestling with what she said hours ago. Wow. That's, that's God. She's sleep. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's God. And that's, that is prestige, to, That's the prestige. To, to yeah. be able to be here on this earth. Yeah, bro, yeah. When we look at the, the total plan, to be here on earth and to have to function as individuals and have people see God and not us. Yeah. That's a magic trick. And and I and, think and he's it, saying magic for, for those people who are adverse to <laughs> magic. Uh, magic and stuff like that. We're saying magic because we were referencing to a movie called The Prestige. Yeah. So not go, really black magic. Not really <laughs> magic in that sense. So go watch that movie and you'll understand like 
there's three parts to a magic trick. There's the setup, there's the uh, the middle part, and then what they call the prestige. That's the part that you don't know how it happened, but it happened. But it happened, and it usually happened with it, the answer to why it happened right in front of you. Yeah. Never, never hidden. Right. The minute you hide it is when people can see the trick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to you have to show them more than you hide. In order for them to think that it's something that's not. And so when we, it looks like a trick to people. Yeah. Because they don't get to see the thing that's right in front of them. Right. Which is God. (laughs) That's why I said it's like the prestige. Because you don't get to see God. But he's, when we present God to people. Yeah. And they say, well, that's not the trick. (laughs) Move it out the way. Because it got to be in a way that pierced the soul it has to be in a way where all they see is God. Yeah. Even with having all the things, like, as a man, having all the things to show people aff- love and affection and stuff like in that. In the way that they demand or want it. And this is the tricky thing. And this is where I see a lot of men are pulling their hair out. Yeah. Because they work so hard to get to a point where they cared about somebody. Right. Then they like, I want to show them I care in every resource I have. Including time. They heap that upon the person. And the person is always like. And then. Yeah. What's next? And then. And then. I loved when you did that. But can you do that again tomorrow? Yeah. And matter of fact. I love the way we. When we used to. The way it felt when we used to go date. We need to implement that back into our relationship. So I want. I want every date to feel like the first date. Yeah. And I wanted to, I want to be surprised. It's hard to surprise somebody you've already surprised a billion times. Right. Right. I want a ring I never saw before, even though I've been looking at rings on timelines for the last 20 years. Right. Right. I want you to do something that I've never seen nobody do for any other woman. And, and I've been looking at highlight reels on Instagram for yeah. the last 20 years. I'm ready. So you can't show me nothing new. But I'm putting you in a position to show me something there. Show me God. I don't want that. That yeah, ain't on the, the timeline. That, I know. That's the thing. I know. You, you got to be able to show somebody what they need without making them feel like. They getting shortchanged. They getting shortchanged. And you and you can only do that with the wisdom of God. You can only do that. You can't do it by your own will. Yeah. And for years, I've tried. I tried too. Yeah, for years. And. And it it wasn't until now because normally it's the things that like <laughs> that that totally kill like it, it costs us us it costs it costs so much you look at your bank account and you're like but it was worth it to see the smile on her face that's a lie yeah it's a lie yeah we gotta stop saying that that stuff. didn't cost nothing it didn't cost it, it it didn't it didn't it didn't satisfy you in that way yeah even when people like they buy stuff for their kids be like you know what just to see the smile on their face like nah. Because if that smile really do something for you, wait till you realize that smile don't last 24 hours. And how funky it is that you're buying smiles anyway. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then you telling these same kids to not be manipulated by people in that way. When they you're allowing them to manipulate you in that way. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's like, I seen... The type of love, and I knew this wasn't my mother's first time at this. Yeah. The more I learned about her. 
yeah. learned about her upbringing, what she had to endure. And then it made sense watching how she moved with her family. It cost a lot. It cost a lot. So all of a sudden it's coming together as I grow older. Going through my 20s and my 30s, I'm realizing I'm watching someone love, watching how my dad deal with his mom and his father and then understanding what he came from. All this stuff makes sense. Now, what looks like normal behavior now is underscored by a backdrop that helps you realize it wasn't just normal behavior. No. It's love. Yeah. And that, I think it's, it's underrated nowadays. Right. It's, it's definitely underrated and it's 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 minimized to emotion yeah. rather than these actions that can change lives. And let's say this so people are not confused, like I thought this was an episode about shame. We talked about already how you're shameful for the wrong things, and now we're telling you what you should be ashamed of. Yeah. You should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah. Because you didn't love God or exhibit the love of God in every facet of your life. And And if you're shameful of anything else, free yourself right now. It don't even matter. It doesn't even matter. None of that stuff. None of that stuff matters. That's what I'm continuing our conversation even about soul ties. Yeah. Your body count don't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It it don't. One of, <laughs> I want some people to free themselves because like they're carrying the burden. Like there's somebody that said uh, they had a, a numerous abortions, yeah. and they're like, I have dreams and nightmares of those children. And it's like that, that's. I don't want you to think that's God. God is not Wes Craven. Like he's not. He's not a, a horror movie director. He is not having kids torment you in your sleep. That's you. That's you and your unhealthy understanding of what it is you really did. Yeah. And how to free yourself of that, of the guilt and shame of that. Yeah. And then there's people who hear us talking about this and say, no, they should feel that. They should feel the weight of what they did. It ain't right. Mind your business. Yeah, because like I said, like people feel like shame, We are, it's our job to deal people's shame or make them aware of shame. And it's it's not one of the turning points for me, to be honest, is like, the, the night I came in, I'm just a shirt. I came in here and I like went crit, like I was spazzed out downstairs, <laughs> and I was so upset about something that happened. Yeah, yeah. And, and I felt entitled to feel that way, and I felt entitled that whatever actions I feel, I should exemplify because of I want people to know of this shame. Like yo, who like and. Like from that point on, it was like the snowball of the 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 dying of yeah, and and what I was entitled to think about shame, all of that stuff. But you know what? What I, the reason I feel like that night was so pivotal is even in none of us handling it the best. But on the contrary. You, you, no, I, the I, things that you said that angered me the most, and I like I don't think I ever said this to you, no, was 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 actually true. Though all those things, all those things was no, they were, but and it was the right time. All those things happened. Like I like 
no, you, know, it, you feel like it wasn't. But it wasn't. You, it wasn't the right time in in it, in that moment. It destroyed something in me that birthed something else. And I know, I, and, and it goes along with regrets and stuff. You may feel that way because the outcome wasn't favorable. It could have. It could have like. It could have went another way. There's a way to um, wield what we was talking about. Like you could buy somebody a Milwaukee drill. Yeah, you probably could have showed you 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 could have showed love and stuff like that. Yeah, it is a way to say it, and it wasn't that time. Like it, when when you say it was time, I feel like there would have been time in that day. The message you said was right. When, <laughs> it was when right. I'm saying, like the message you said, it wasn't what I wanted to hear because I'm like, it's not what any of us want to hear because we are dealers of shame. Right. Like yo, we we. We actually use God as a scapegoat to say, this wronged him, so I'm mad. No, it, you're just mad because you feel a way about this. Yeah. Because if we really was concerned about how God feels about this particular person, we would restore them with God. Yes, and that's the that's the part that I have to take ownership of, is that love covers a multitude of sins. It covers. Yeah. Doesn't exploit. Doesn't bring it on the, to the carpet. It doesn't do any of that stuff. It covers it. And we don't have a, a proper, healthy perspective as church people about what that type of love looks like. Absolutely. Because I, I agree. you need it to be covered because you were at your weakest. See, this is the other tricky well, is part. This is the weakest, though, because that was the dest- destruction of something that I I built I know, no, it, it 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 did end up falling, but I I think you got to understand what broke and when it broke. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. But at that moment, you were succumbed to your emotions, which yeah. puts you at your weakest place. Right. And I want to make sure we share that with other people who are listening. When you are giving into your emotion, you are in your weakest place. That might not mean nothing to you and you might not understand it, but I'm really talking to the other people who are in the purview of that person. So they can understand it's your job to bear up the weak. Yeah. But this is the tricky part. How do you bear up somebody who you feel threatened by? Right. You no longer feel threatened because you realize your life is not on the line. Your body might be. Yeah. But your life isn't. Right. And that's why Jesus willingly took that cross. It's because he said, my body's on the line, but my life is not on the line. Yeah. That's love. That's where, you know what I'm saying? Like, what broke was when we made up in our mind, even after me feeling frustrated that I actually didn't go right, didn't do the right thing. Yeah. So I'm hard on myself. Yeah. To know that whatever was present in that house, there was people that said, We he not walking out this door. He not walking out this door until it's right. And we watched God's love take place. Yeah, absolutely. And we watch what God's love can do. Yeah. It's it's changed. That like, was the Thor's hammer that they they started to break it. Yeah, for sure. Was because your sister, your father, they rose to the occasion and operated in love. 
Absolutely. And this is a great conversation that I hope people listen to. And this is not us spilling tea. No, I, I mean, it, it, uh, just an overview uh, of what happened. I was yeah. upset about something that happened within my marriage. And, and it, it, I came in the door. She was already there. And <laughs> you guys were there. And I was going to just let it let it, let her rip in yeah, front yeah. of you guys. And you stopped me. You was like, I was hey, like, it's man. not your time and place yeah, for and, it. And, and, and I didn't say it. In that way, it didn't say it's not time and place. I said it in a way that wasn't covering it. But the thing about it is, what we, you know, it's a lot of stuff in, that's encompassing that one situation, yeah. which is like, I, I felt wrong. That's right. And and you I were wrong. To, I want to deal deal shame to to, yes. to this party, and that's not love. Right. And I want to make sure that people understand you you were right in feeling wrong. Yeah, do you get what I'm saying? That's like to to tell somebody, and I don't know where we got this in church. To tell somebody that they're not right to feel what they feel yeah. is to tell somebody who just burnt their hand on the stove they shouldn't feel the burn. Yeah, you're gonna feel it, but it's just no room for feels in the will. It's just, no room <laughs> for feels in the will. It's just it's just not. And and because it, really what. The rationale of that to personify it to burn in your hand, it would be like touching something, it burning you and saying, you know what? That thing burned me, so I'm going to burn it and you set the kitchen on fire. Yeah. And you're sitting in the ash and be like, hey, what happened? No pun intended. You say, hey, what happened? Yeah. And you look and say, <laughs> It's just I know you caught it later. I I, I tried to move through it, but the reality is, is like you're gonna show me a burn. This yeah. person got a, a dog on house that's burned down behind me. Like, look at this. Yeah. And he like you just scratch it. He like, fam. So wait, let me get this straight. You touched the pan, it burned you, and so you set the whole house on fire. It makes no sense. It made sense at the time. Yeah. But it don't make sense now. Yeah. And the scar that you got left, because we are given scars by people. Yeah. Is it pales in comparison? You know. Yeah, it does. It pales in comparison. We feel silly. I I I felt silly. The silliest I felt was being sick with COVID and seeing everything hit its peak. Not just like the sickness itself, but seeing that that whole situation hit its peak as well, and knowing like. You know, if this is my last day here. And I run over my life. What in the world did did I do? Yeah. What, at what point did I exemplify anything of my creator? See, Alda, see, we bringing it back, bro. Real church. Bringing matters. it back. Somehow. Well, not somehow. You just said it. There was a lot of situations that brought you to a place where you were thinking about God. Yeah. That's what Psalms 51 was all about. This brother got to a place where he wasn't no longer thinking of how to cover up himself. He, he spent chapters devising plans. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Talking to everybody but God. Somehow we get to Psalms 51 and we hear someone who is talking about God. When did he come in the equation? Right. You just said laying in my bed and realizing, God, God, that's what breaks shame. 
it no longer was about what I was doing yeah. right to myself. It no longer was about what, what everybody else is did, doing wrong. Did wrong. It was only about what am I doing for him and have I done enough for him? Like at this point, because I, I couldn't breathe. Because when everybody moves on, do you get what I'm saying? Everybody, everybody moves on. It's yeah. hard for us to realize everyone moves on. Life moves on. Even in talking to you and being like so adamant, like I do not want to see this break apart. Yeah. So what? I mean, it, what it birthed. Do you get what I'm saying? So what? It doesn't matter. It, 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 because. You know what the Bible says about this and that. So what? Do you know what? You ever watch one of those movies and the guy had the bad guy got a hostage and they like they trying to figure out how to shoot him. And the dude shot the the person he was holding hostage in order to hit him. And it's like they the person's on the ground now wounded. And you're like, you could have killed me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But the person who was holding you that was threatening your life is dead now. When you move in such a way, it's like crazy to people that nothing they to God, nothing's off limits. Oh, absolutely. To save the thing that he wants to save. Which is our souls. If a marriage got to die to save a soul. He's with it. He with it. I know that's not what people want to hear. Yeah. Y'all counting the wrong wins for God. 